or small, boy or girl, brown, pink or black or white. Welcome again to Barn Banter with Cowboy Andy, the podcast by a kids musician for my fellow kids musicians. Today, I want to tell you about a very good influencer in my career as a podcaster. And actually, this is probably one of the main influencers in my career as a podcaster. I'm going to reveal a little bit more about that specifically as we go along. Shower our guest with accolades and thanks. I'm sure you're going to probably get tired of hearing me gushing. I imagine they will get tired of hearing me gushing. But until then, until the gushing begins, let's just begin the conversation with my new friend, Mike Mason, who has the most excellent podcast out there called the Good Stuff Kids Podcast. Hello, Mike. How are you? Cowboy Andy, that is like, first of all, you got the intro locked in. Oh, do I? That is part of the part of the uh, most important thing you can do for for having a podcast is just like having your intro, like get that part out of the way and you nailed it. So <laughs> Well done. I'm doing great. I'm thrilled to be talking to you. And uh, again, uh, no one's ever called me an influencer before, so uh, I am. Uh, I will wear that as a badge of honor. Thank oh, you. Do because man, <laughs> look. Here's the thing. Like you influenced me uh, so much and encouraged me so much just in the fact that you were, you do what you do. And to to kind of set the stage a little bit, um, you, as far as I know, now this is we're recording this at the just the beginning of the new decade. And as, uh, as of now, you've logged 235 podcasts that I've, that I, you know, that I've been able to see. And I, I know that you have more in the can that you're rolling out. So that number is probably beyond 250. And by the time that this airs, you, you could be hitting the two sixties or so, don't you think? Uh, I think that it, I, uh, I think that is uh, possible. I think it's possible. I think that, that actually, well, let's say I'm, I'm closer than I think because in addition to the 235 episodes of the Good Stuff Kids podcast, there's also about, uh, I think there's maybe 20, around 20 of uh, my second podcast, which is called Good Stuff Sports. So, um, and and that's a that's sort of a, a similar take on, on, the, on the themes and things that I get to, but from a sports perspective, what kids can learn from athletes and people in and around uh, athletics. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's a bunch in the can and there's plenty more to come. And what I love about it is that, that there's, there does not seem to be an end in sight, which is oh, great. That's really cool. Uh, when you you talk about the, the sports podcast, sometimes the, do those show up in the main Good Stuff Kids feed? Because I've, yeah. I've heard some of those podcasts just about the about sports too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they show up in the main feed. There's also a separate Good Stuff Sports feed. I'm not, uh, I'm not, I'm not really uh, feed savvy, so I, I, I just tried to get it all in one place when possible. And hopefully, the more channels there are, the more people find out about it. Right? Mm-hmm. That's kind of the way we roll. Uh, I think so. To uh, dig a little bit deeper into why I asked you uh, onto this, and this is where the gushing and the accolades start. I'm a distance runner, so I've run a few marathons and half marathons and things like that. So that requires a lot of you know, training runs. So I go out there and I run for an hour or so. And I found that podcasts were like one of my favorite things to do when I'm running. And when I found yours and the fact that there were so many of them, and I was so interested in it because it was, because you, uh, you know, bulk, the bulk of the content that you deliver is all about interviewing performers and, and folks in the kids, family, children, music scene. And so I, I, you know, I'm just kind of a geek about the uh, about that subject, being in it as a performer and also just as a hobby. It's curious to me how this whole thing works. And so your your podcast has always, I've like listened to almost, I think probably 95% of your podcasts just because I go for a lot of runs and you have a <laughs> lot of content. So it's like, oh good, you keep feeding me. So when I decided to do this podcast, there's there were a lot of similarities like bringing guests on and interviewing them and playing a song from the guest to sort of highlight what they were about. And the, your whole demeanor, as far as your uh, the conversation, the questions, things like that, I just really appreciated that. And so, uh, I modeled, or I hoped to have modeled, a lot of my style over what what you do. What what podcasts do you listen to? Oh, uh, well, that's a great question. Um, I listen to. I think my primary the the podcast that I've loved for years and years um, is uh, WTF with Mark Marin. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think there's something about him 
and the way that he the way that he talks is just so funny to me. Um, and you know, I think I learned how to interview from him in a lot of ways just by the way that he he asks questions and he listens to people. Now, granted, like he's a little bit surlier than I am, but um, <laughs> I, I found that I, I, I've always loved his. Um, I listened to uh, the first season of Startup. I don't know if you if you heard that one, um, but I like I I devoured that like like uh, like binged it like I've never really binged um, much of anything really like outside of like a few TV shows. I thought that first season of Startup was awesome. Um, recently, I've been really into Heavyweight. Um, I don't know if you know Heavyweight. It's like really interesting stories. Um, just a couple more uh, Song Exploder. Is uh, I I sort of think about and this is going to sound like you're going to be like okay Mike whatever you say <laughs> but like I think of the Good Stuff Kids podcast as like the kids version family version of like WTF with Mark Marin mixed with Song Exploder I just think that that's the people that there's been a couple times when he's talked to some of my favorite musicians and it's just so cool to hear the way that people work and then um, the last one that uh, that I really really love um is uh, the hilarious world of depression um not that i am a particularly depressed person but i think listening to people's life stories these are you know mostly comedians um, but they talk about their life experiences and how they've overcome their mental health uh, uh sorry that's not the way to say it the way to say it is the way that they have treated their mental health and the way that it's influenced their careers and the way that they have uh, learn to cope with it and and emerge very very positively from something that can be really debilitating for lots and lots of people. So those are, that's just a small sample. So and do you feel like uh, you were saying your your style your uh, the the art of interview you feel you maybe pulled from the WTF uh, or WTF that was right yeah I mean it, as far as like you know the people that I've seen or heard interview the most are like Bob Costas. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Mark Marin on WTF and then like Alex Trebek when he interviews people in between rounds of Jeopardy which is like the most awkward and amazing thing if you if you haven't watched Jeopardy just for the interviews you're really you got to reframe why you're watching Jeopardy yeah the questions are fine but when Trebek really does not want to talk to someone it is a thing of beauty to behold <laughs> <laughs> he, well and what that's a that's a really tough spot to be in. Okay, you've got 30 seconds to, oh, I see. So you're a plumber yeah. with a strange fixation. That's great. Yeah. Hey, Debbie, yeah. where are you from? You know, just kind of pats the <laughs> so desk funny. and moves on. Yeah, they're like, yeah. and he'll, he'll say like, so uh, you have a story about how you got engaged. And then the people will just tell like a you know fairly straightforward story about how they get engaged. And at the end, he's just like, that's great. Deadpan and then moves on to the next person. It's just it's really amazing. <laughs> it's like the host that you want to be but you can't be sometimes. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> According to my research, uh you started this uh in 2015, so about 5 years ago. Uh 2016 actually. Oh, okay. I'll take it. I'll take it. How many ever however many years you want to give me, totally. I was just reading the the information on your website. Just about oh, you know, when you were back in 2015, and you couldn't find something for to to listen to with your uh, traveling companion slash child, and you know, so you're like through through a series of events, you decided to launch your own uh, podcast. Do you do you still listen to other podcasts with your kids at this point? Yeah, um, and you're right. I guess the journey did start in 2015 on the Golden Gate Bridge when like I could not find anything for my. My then man, he was five year old. My then five year old son and, and I to listen to Story Pirates still, which was the basically the first one I found, um, and I just think that they're great. My kids really love uh, Pants on Fire, um, and I should also say another of my favorites that I listen to absolutely one hundred percent regularly with my son is uh, the Buffalo Beat, which is a podcast all about the uh, Buffalo Bills football team. Oh, okay. Sports. That's cool. Sports. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you still listen to podcasts with your kids today. Do your children ever listen to your podcast? Um, they do. Uh, they, they listen to my, my son really likes the sports ones, you know, he was sort of the inspiration for, for that side of things. He really likes those. Uh, my girls like those too. They'll, they'll listen to 
they'll listen to it when I put it on, and it's interesting to like. You know, it's it's uh it's like really nerve wracking and interesting when when we listen to it. You know, if there's a if there's someone that we've been listening to a lot and they happen to come on, like for example, um, I think it is uh, been well documented that Randy Kaplan, who I think <laughs> has been on your show too, um, is uh, is one of my family's like absolute favorites. So when uh, when our guy Randy has been on a couple times, my kids listen to that. They they like they like hearing him. And there's been times when like. You know, one of the cool things is that I've been able to talk to some some friends, like some real friends that are doing different things, like my friend Aaron Gleason, who's put out a few uh, cookbooks. So, she, you know, my kids know her. So when they hear her, they, they want or so when she's been on the show, my kids have wanted to hear her. And there's been a few uh, instances like that. You know, we sort of st- stretch the uh, the definition of folks who are doing uh, good stuff a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a, a friend of mine is a, a teacher who um, who had like baby snails. So she came on, and my kids really loved hearing hearing her. Shout out to Rachel Mylan if you're listening. And uh, yeah, so they they will they will listen to it. They will. They they. Uh, I'm also their dad, and they hear me talk plenty. So <laughs> there's that. <laughs> yeah, I know how that goes. As we as we look at this, one of the the main reason I wanted to have you on was to. Well, besides talk to, was to talk about how if you're a children's performer and you wanted to start a podcast, what you needed to do, how that would work for you, you know, basically from a zero to 60, you know, kind of getting going type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, before we get there, though, to kind of the meat of it, your list of guests that you've, you've had on your podcast have been absolutely amazing. Uh, you've talked to some really amazing um, people and celebrities, you know, in the, in the genre, but who are some of the ones who really were uh, critical for you to both capture as a podcaster and also ones that you were just personally super excited to have on? Um, well, I think the, the first one uh, was Casper baby pants. Um, he, you know, so I knew him, as Chris Ballou, who is in the presence of the United States of America. And we listened to his music a ton. And, uh, you know, it was really early on too. I was like, okay, there's two, right. There's actually, there, I was like, there's, there's, there's four people. And when I've talked to these four people, I'll know that like, we, 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 done, we did it. One was Casper ba- baby pants. One was Lori Berkner. One was Raffi and the other is, uh, Jack Black. And, um, so I talked to, uh, Casper baby pants pretty early on. And it was just awesome to like hear his story and hear about how he does the things that he does. And it was, it was that one where it really kind of clicked, um, where I, I realized that I could, I could get a little music nerdy. We could get in the weeds with the music stuff, but it could be really interesting to listen to. And, and it also helped me to frame how I ask questions, which is, you know, when I'm talking to someone, I think to myself, well, if I'm 10 years old, what do I want to hear about right now? So, you know, like when, when you and I have talked in the past, we like locked on to this idea of bubbles. We locked on this idea of Matt Damon. We locked on just recently, like, I don't know, maybe 20 minutes ago, we locked on to like the idea of like a bowl of eggs. Like it's stuff that, that it's, that's really when it clicked that I want to hear. And I think that others want to hear how people get these ideas and, and what the secondary level to that is, is not just how they got the ideas, but that these real this is not just and I think that you and your guests will agree with this, these are not just like silly songs. Like to use your song A Bowl of Eggs as an example. This is not just like, oh, here's an idea, a bowl of eggs, I'm gonna write a song about it. But it's grounded in your reality, right? It's grounded mm-hmm. in in what your day to day life is. So it's not like, you know, making stuff up just for the sake of making stuff up. So that being said, so so Casper Baby Pants was really formative. Lori Berkner um, was really formative, uh, just in terms of I think that what what those two did in specific was I held them and I still do hold them in like the highest regard in terms of what their contributions are to to the kids and music industry right now today. Um, and I think that the best part about talking to them was how real they were and how hmm. nice they were and that they were people and they were interested in me as much as well maybe not as much as I was interested in them but they were uh just totally totally kind and lovely and it just made 
it, it just made it a lot easier for me to, to get into interviews with people. Like I still get it. I get nervous before every conversation, right? Like it's, I think that's really healthy, but talking to them uh, really helped me to sort of find my groove. Um, and then the other one is uh, Rafi who was, it, it wasn't a long conversation, right? It was pretty short. It was like 10 to 15 minutes and it was a couple summers ago. Um, and you know, Rafi who I've been listening to for eight, thousand years if that's a real thing (laughs) but like i mean you imagine in your mind that rafi is going to be kind and amazing and gentle and he was exactly that um the other one i mean i could go on and on and on and on i think they're all formative in some way shape or form and i learned from all of them in some way shape or form you know but i think that uh those are the ones where um the ones that i'll like point out as the ones that were really uh, amazing. If there's another one that comes up, I will, uh, you know, in terms of like f- honing the craft or forming what I, how, how the show came to be, I'll, I'll jump back to it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Please feel free. It was, I heard those, uh, those, the interviews that you had with those people and especially when you interviewed Rafi and, and I remember my anticipation of, I was like, wow, he got to talk to Rafi. This is going to be really interesting. I wonder what it's going to be. And it turned out to be pretty much everything that I expected. It was just a lovely, easy conversation, you know, and he, he seemed like he was sort of sitting in his living room where he recorded the album and it was all just kind of pleasant. Yeah. And just lovely. chilling. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's I mean, I think that, you know, what I tell people I'm, when I, before I talk to them is, is I just say, and I'm sure I said this to you is, uh, you know, it's just free flowing. Like, we'll see where it goes. Like, you want to hear about where you're coming from, why you do what you do. Like, that's really, that's really what it's about for me. Yeah. So, as a children's performer, or a performer in the, or a performer for kids or children or families, I think that there's an opportunity for another outlet if you wanted to start a podcast. There are a few. There's like you were talking about the Story Pirates. Uh, there's Wow in the World, you know, with Mindy Thomas and Guy Raz, Andrew and Polly, and their Ear Snacks podcast is a pretty big one. Yeah, my uh, kids love that one. Little stories for tiny people. With Ria, yeah, Ria is our yeah. homegirl. We love her. Yep. Mm-hmm. Alphabet Rockers have one called uh, So Get Me. And so it seems like there's this opportunity as a performer that if you wanted to try doing something different and access the market in a slightly different way, that podcast might be the way to go if you have an idea to, to chase after it. Um, my, I didn't, I'm not chasing after children. I'm, I'm chasing after <laughs> other children's performers. That, that, that would be scary. Right. Don't do that. It's scary. Right. Unless you know them, then it's fun. <laughs> I had the conversation with um, Lucy Kalantari where I kept everything that I said to her during the interview sounded like I was stalking her. <laughs> and she the guy, well, I've been really reading a lot about you. And by the end of the conversation, I was apologizing to her like, D- I'm, so- I'm sorry. I'm actually not yeah, stalking you. It's yeah. just the way I'm saying. Anyway. Yeah, she, uh, by the way, she. I just wanted, sorry, I, I, we'll get to that. Just like three other quick ones that I think are really important, formative ones. One, Lucy Kalantari was so amazing and easy to talk to. Two, um, Lissa Schneckenberger, who put out a record called Thunder in My Arms, which is telling the story about how she was a, uh, how she is a foster parent to to a child and, and all that comes with that. And then the third was the Alphabet Rockers you mentioned, which was really profound because I got to talk to them in person after they had done a show in a low-income community at a school. So th- that was like, that. those are the times when like real life, real emotion, real stuff in addition to the music comes up, that is, that's, I love that. I love that too. So, okay. So yes, podcast as a, as an outlet for artists, carry on. Sorry. When you, and going back to your website, you said that there was basically two and a half hours between the, oh, I'm going to do this podcast and the first episode was out. So that's striking. How did you go about in the first few episodes to you know, launch the podcast. What do you? What were some of the basic steps that you you had to take uh, in the beginning? And then we're going to move on from that and say, like, oh, what mistakes maybe did you make that you could say to people don't don't do this or do do this in your process? Yeah, well, I guess the first piece is that in terms of my process, there was no process. <laughs> it was just a <laughs> it was just a jump in, and and there's definitely good goods and bads that come with that. Um, so I guess what happened is I was out to lunch with a friend, shout out to my buddy Heath, 
uh, we were at lunch and I was like, ah, well, there's not, there's nothing. Someone's got to do this. There's got to be a place where people, and I was like, oh, it's me. And I was like, oh, okay, I can do that. I'll try it. Why not? Right. So I, I, I loved podcasts obviously. And so I got back to my office at work and I, um, I was like, well, I need a theme song. So <laughs> I was like, every, every podcast has a good theme song. So I got out the, the loopy app on my phone and I, in, in about like three minutes came up with the intro that you still hear at the beginning of the good stuff kids podcast. So like I, I looped some guitar parts and then in uh, GarageBand, I like cut and pasted some vocals together and did a bunch of like harmony tracks. And I was like, well, all right, I got a, uh, I got a theme song and I got a name, uh, but now I should probably talk about something. And and I was, I didn't have any guests, obviously, like for the first couple. And so it was just like, well, what do I want this to be? I like having fun. I like funny stuff. I like, you know, like I, I like. Uh, you know, I like asking kids questions and I love hearing their answers. And so I, I thought it was going to be more interactive, right? From the uh-huh. start, I can say that. And I was like, oh, what are your, you know, what's your, I don't even, I truly honestly don't remember what I talked about. And it's probably for the best because it would be, um, you know, maybe not the best, <laughs> best thing to listen to in the world. But uh, I, I dove in, I put it up on uh, SoundCloud and I uh-huh. played it for my friends and my wife. And, uh, I, I started an Instagram page and this is where things got really real. Like I didn't realize that I did this, but I was out to lunch with some work colleagues and I guess I must have like, all of a sudden I got all these notifications on my phone and I must have like invited my whole friend list to like <laughs> my Instagram page. And all of a sudden there's like 150 people, which is not a tremendous amount, but still it's like, Oh <laughs> Oh, I really did it this time. So I, I was like, well, I guess I got to keep keep up with it. So um, so I guess the first couple were on uh, were on SoundCloud. And then my brother-in-law is very, um, very savvy with these things, you know, with the, all kinds of like web design and things like that. And he's like, well, let me make you a website. So he made me a website, taught me how to upload stuff. Um, and from that point, you know, I... I it took me a long time. I'll say this. It took me a long time in the beginning to edit everything together in GarageBand. You mentioned, I think, that you use Pro Tools. I use GarageBand. Um, I just find it... Well, I use a combination of Audacity for certain things and GarageBand for other things, but primarily GarageBand. And I, it just took me a long time to figure out the ins and outs of it. Um, and I, I was like, this show's going to have a ton of segments. So I had like my top four songs that my kids like to listen to and one that I tried to get them to listen to. And, mm-hmm. and I have my brother come on who just like just gotten married and didn't have kids. So we would like compare our weekends. Um, and I have a, a really good friend who is a doctor. So he came on a few times and we talked about things like that. And, you know, as the show went on and as the show grew, I mean, I, I'll be really super transparent. It just got to the point where, I would rather do the interviews and have that be the focus. If I'm going to put my time into something, I want to put my time into making my guests sound and, and I mean, look is the wrong word because it's an audio format, but like just sound as good as possible. So that in conjunction with my responsibilities as a parent and spouse and having a job that I need in order to, to buy food for my family. It just it turned into being too much time, unfortunately, mm-hmm. um, to do all of those fun segments that I love to do. Um, but I just thought they were fun and funny. So, you know, it sort of gradually turned into what it is now, which is more of like just focus on the interview. And if it's a musical guest, having the, the piece of music. And it was really important from the beginning um, for me to make sure that guests, if I had an inkling that there was going to be something that they didn't want to talk about to sort of get that out in front um, Hmm. and just say, Hey, if there's anything you don't want to talk about, like, let's, you know, just let me know and we can edit, right. We can edit, 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 and just let me know if there's something. And then the other piece was to be really transparent about using, using music and and just to say, Hey, uh, are you cool if I use a song from the record? Like, even if you've been on before, even whatever it is, I always want to make sure that that's fine. And, 
you know, I'm, I'm really lucky and, and fortunate and people are so generous that I've never had someone say no, um, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just feel like, you know, this is people's art. It's their intellectual property. And I don't want to ever be accused of using something that someone did not, was not okay with. That was a super long answer, and there's probably more I could get into, but I want to want to cut myself off there and see what you got next. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm never gonna see. I'm like I'm never gonna cut you off, but I do have some very specific <laughs> questions to uh, to sure. follow up on. So when you started, let's look at the uh, just the basic technology, and uh-huh. because what what you do, it's a very specific type of podcast. You interview people with uh, musicians or performers or entertainers, or sometimes doctors, writers, people who are engaged in the in the. Uh, production of content for families, for kids, for for children. Mm-hmm. And you've been really true to that throughout the entire thing, doing these profiles. For other podcasters out there who might, might want to get into this, you might they might want to be doing like, well, I'm going to do like a story type th- thing. I might do um, mm-hmm. like a, a variety show type thing, or I might do, you know, whatever their mm-hmm. idea is, put, put together characters to just to put something out there. So in, in one sense, it doesn't really matter what the podcast is about, but the back end of it, as far as how you go about the production of it is kind of the consistency through it. Like you were saying, I use Pro Tools because I use Pro Tools to record my music. And so I'm pretty comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. It's easy for me to jump in and out and do edits and do sound effects and stuff like that. Throw in extra tracks. Oh, the joy the of multi-tracking. That so fun. Normally want. It doesn't always happen that way. Uh, <laughs> you, use, you, know, you use GarageBand or Audacity and, and people you know, pick whatever software they want. But when it comes to the recording, like, where are you sitting now for this? Oh, um, I'm sitting at my job in a uh, empty room uh, at a table, very comfortable chair. I'm looking at my MacBook Air. Um, I have a sure, I don't even know, a PG42 USB microphone that goes directly into the MacBook. Um, I'm talking on FaceTime audio to you, which I've found is like the best sounding of all of these things you know i've tried skype i've tried you know regular phone calls but i think that if you can do and facetime to face facetime audio to facetime audio is the best um i used to do a lot of video but um just because i thought it was like neat to see someone and for them maybe to see i don't know but like in the end just in terms of bandwidth and consistency and clarity i found that facetime audio is the best and um and I, you know, I have a piece of paper and I got a pen and I write uh-huh. stuff down when it comes to me. I used to really script things out, um, but, you know, having having sort of the format in my head, like I, I guess I've, I, I don't feel, I feel like I can remember things a lot better. You know, I, I remember like, you know, you and I have talked about like specific songs. Like I didn't have those written down. I just knew that. At this point, I know the ones that I want to talk about. Uh-huh. Um, so, um do you want me to talk about like what I use to record my my stuff? Oh yeah, totally. I, I I'd kind of like to get into the weeds just a little bit from the technical standpoint. Okay, yeah. sure, sure. So I um, you know, I never I, I I it is inevitable in the interview game that you're gonna like not have all of the right information, right? It's inevitable that you're gonna say something, and that the person that you're talking to is gonna be well, actually. I have seven records and not five, and you're like, well, all right. Um, but I like to have the I like to have the person's website open so I can look at it to refer if it's uh, if it's a musician. I like to have um, either their on their website like the track listing or on Spotify. I like to have the track listing so I can refer back to it easily. Um, so as I mentioned, I have the FaceTime open, um, and then I used to use uh, the eCam. Um, I forget what's, uh, there's one for Skype and there's one for FaceTime. And I used to use that as my primary way to record the conversation. Um, as Mac updated their operating system, um, they, they discontinued supporting the, the FaceTime part of it, which is like a huge bummer because it was the easiest to use. Um, so I have pivoted, I still use the Ecamm one for Skype, but I've pivoted to using something called um, Audio Hijack, which sounds way more serious than it actually is, but, uh, and it's probably way more serious than I need, but um, I use Audio Hijack to record both sides of the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, I should also mention, like, I've been through a lot of, uh, a lot of recording 
stuff, right? So I have this Shure microphone that I really like. Um, that's sort of the one that I keep at work for like after hours when I schedule a um, schedule an interview, and I will always schedule them for around like you know when I'm done, so that I'm not interfering in the workday. I've used like straight up iPhone headphones with that microphone. That's that's like that's a little rickety, you know. That doesn't mm-hmm. sound awesome. Um, at home, I have an uh, I have an Akai. It's it's a big red uh, big red box basically. Um, it's an interface, and that is a USB that goes into the computer. But I can use a um, XLR cable, and I have that going to a um, a Rode microphone. And the reason why I have a Rode is because when I was talking to Casper Babypants the first time, I was like, "Your record sounds so good. Like, how do you?" get them to sound so warm and so good. He's like, well, I just have one Rode microphone that I use. And I was like, well, that'll do it. You know, like if Uh if that's the thing, then that's the thing. Um, I also, for when I am fortunate enough to be in the same town as someone and going to do a face-to-face, I use a Zoom H4n, um, which is just like the greatest handy little portable recorder to have. Um, And then, you know, there have been times when, you know, things go awry and it's kind of fun to be in like MacGyver mode and and try to try to make things work with your resources at hand. There have been times when I've like, you know, basically held my phone, my iPhone speaker over the Zoom H4n in order to, you know, and then there's times in the car. I mean, there's lots of there's like. (laughs) <laughs> I feel like if there is a way to have like had an a, a awkward sweaty recording situation, I've been there. So um, yeah. after like two hundred and fifty podcasts, you probably have seen it all when it comes to that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. I mean, it's all like just stuff because I don't know what I'm doing. Like I'm not trained. I'm not trained in audio engineering. I'm I'm sort of figuring it out as I go along, and I'll be like, aha! I can do my phone through Bluetooth in my car and record on the Zoom H4n, and it'll sound. <laughs> perfect and then i'm like oh that does not sound perfect but whatever right so um it's it's uh it's it's, sometimes good enough is is great i guess is my philosophy when i started to set up this podcast i relied heavily on you for direction and i was just asking you these questions just straight up like how do you do this like how do you do it and so i ended up using yeah the facetime uh audio only and uh, audio hijack. I tried for a while doing it on a couple different applications on my phone, some call recording apps. Mm-hmm. And it just, it turned out that the guest sounded pretty good, but I sounded horrible. Oh, yeah. So, and even with like the um, you know, earbud headphone system and stuff, it just didn't work out. So now, you know, I'm doing the same thing. I'm sitting in front of my computer with, I think this is a Shure 58 beta just running into it. But then I can, with Pro Tools, I can go in and I can put all the, compression and EQ right. and make it sound a little bit better. But that right. simple setup of a FaceTime or Skype into Audio Hijack has seemed to work out the best for the interview yeah. side of it. Yeah, much easier definitely. if there were no interviews. If I was just doing a podcast where I was just doing everything in studio, it'd be much easier to oh my gosh, do yeah. something. Yeah. But it would take a ton of time. But that's the cool thing about interviews is that uh, you know my podcasts, even though I don't want them to, they come in at about an hour. Because it's mm-hmm. just this, it's just, you know, it's just chatting and then some yeah. times. So yeah, totally. totally. Makes it easier. Yeah. And then I so, should also say, I mean, if we want to get even more in the weeds, like, so I record, right. And mm-hmm. then I take the record or like, you know, I have it on the computer and it's in the, whatever file format it is. And then I up and then I upload it to audacity and in audacity, I use something called amplify, um, which I don't, you know, again, not a sound engineer, but after like much Google searching, I found that if you lower the, or, you know, you lower the, I guess the overall loudness of the track, it doesn't, um, it, uh, it doesn't like, I guess it doesn't like crackle as much when you listen to it. Cause I would get like really frustrated when I was listening to it in the, um, in the car, like just to get, do like a sound check. And I, and it would be like buzzy, you know, it would peak, I guess peak is the word I'm looking for. It would peak. And so by using this amplify function on audacity, it takes some of the peakiness away. I'm not perfect at it, but yeah. Yeah, totally. The, it bothers me sometimes when I do a podcast and I go back and I listen to it and then I start to hear all the flaws in it and I'm constantly going back and trying to fix it. There was one that I had the other day where I put in a gag because I'll do some like voiceover stuff. And for whatever reason, it those those 
the the gag parts didn't make it into the final and actually published uh-huh. it. Uh, so there was uh, like this thirty seconds of blank space in the middle of the podcast. All, I mean, I've definitely been there. Have you done that? <laughs> definitely. Oh, good. oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> that that's a nice thing when someone you know you get a, like a, you get an email and they're like, "Hey, I didn't hear my part." And you're like, "What?" <laughs> and so, but usually it's a quick and easy fix, um, and then you just re-upload it. But yeah, I've definitely been there. Uh-huh. And as you, um, I, I don't think I've actually mentioned it uh, in the podcast so far, that uh, you just got done interviewing me. It was my second time appearing on your Good, Stif- your, sorry, Good Stuff Kids podcast for my album that we released uh, last year, Put Your Arms in the Air. And you just, you did, had me on your podcast for the, for the second time. And we did that, we had that conversation right before we had this conversation. So I feel like we're warmed up. What do you do as far as marketing when it comes time to uh, to get your podcast out there, um, well, I, I do what I the I do what I understand. I do what I know. Um, so obviously, there's the Facebook page. Um, I so I put the link to the episode on Facebook. Um, I put it on Twitter and I put it on Instagram. And um, I, I and I try to be like, oh, okay. Well, it's uh, it's about ten o'clock. That means that everyone's taking a little break from work, and they'll be looking at their Facebook. So that's the best time to put it on. I have no idea if that's true or not. Um, I at one point, very early on, I invested like ten bucks in uh, Facebook ads, and that mm-hmm. got me like fifteen likes. And I just decided at that point, I'm like, it's just not it's not worth it. It's, it's either going to happen or it's not going to happen. And so it's, uh, it's been, you know, uh, I think word of mouth. I don't think I'm in a, uh, a great self promoter. I think one of the keys for me has been, you know, Hey, you know, Cowboy Andy, I'll, I'll, I'm going to put this episode up today. It's our episode, you know, I'll, I'll tag you on it. Please do the same for me. And I think I, in my mind, that's a way to, for me to tell people in, in, who follow me that like, I got this new guest on, they should check them out. But it's also a chance for uh, fans of you fans of yours to um, maybe dig, dig into the archives and, and become a fan of, of, or if not a fan, like at least a two time listener to, uh, to my show. I, I, you know, I had big plans of like, Oh yeah, I'm going to have stickers and I'm going to have t-shirts and, oh, it's going to, you know, I'm going to be like at like six flags with my kids and someone's going to be wearing a good stuff kids t-shirt. It's going to be amazing. And, uh, that's just, you know, let, let's be realistic. <laughs> <laughs> that's not happening, but, uh, just the best, just the, I, I'm not a trained social media person either. So I think in terms of getting stuff out there, it's just getting it out there and hoping that it's good and hoping that people like it and hoping that, you know, they'll tell someone else. Right. Well, and the more you do, the more traction you get. And over time, have you seen basically people following your podcast or the number of, well, this is kind of a different question then. When you go back, when you go to publish your, your podcast, what, what format do you publish it on or what, um, Um, what, what media do you use? Sure. So I, yeah, I do all of the, the final edits and putting it all together in GarageBand, and I export it as an MP3, and then I open my uh, hard drive and I save it in the finished apps folder, and then I go into uh, my my brother-in-law set it up on WordPress, so it's a WordPress oh. site, and uh, so I upload the file to WordPress, and that zips it to um, iTunes, and then I got it on Stitcher, and then I recently got it on Spotify, which to me felt like a big deal just because I love Spotify and I use it all the time. Um, and, uh, basically like somehow, and I don't know how, but it zips to like, and I, and zip is not the technical word. I'm aware of that, but, (laughs) (laughs) but it zips to like Stitcher and it zips to Spotify and it zips to uh, Apple podcasts and it zips to Google, whatever podcasts. And it zips to like all these other things. Like there's something called radio public. It zips to that. It zips to something called, breaker uh it's um i'm gonna stop saying zips because i sound like an idiot but like you know something called Podbean, podomatic overcast um like somehow all of these uh all of these like you know podcasting apps have have the feed for my for my show and it's all you know through the magic of the magic i don't Uh know how else to say it you know (laughs) 
<laughs> I listen to you through uh, Podbean. I don't even know how I found Podbean, uh, but it's yeah, it's just another platform. I think that was the word I was trying to figure out. The plat, what platform uh-huh. do you publish? Sure, sure. And so when I did mine, I decided, well, I'll just sign up through Podbean because it was the only one that I knew, and mm-hmm. it does the same thing. It zips it off to Spotify and iTunes. I have no idea if it goes to. I've never heard of these other some of these other ones. Radio Public, oh my, yeah, Overcast. Yeah, yeah. I have to check them out now, but see if they're yeah. The I'll say one. shout out Radio Public is pretty good. I like them. Yeah, oh, right I don't on. know what they're. I don't know them. Don't know what they're about, but I think their interface is slick. What is there? There's a um, collective of children's or kids podcasts. It's a group too. It's sure, like a sure. what is that? What is the name of that? Do you know that? Well, yeah, I'll. Uh, I'm happy to to rap about my friends in Kids Listen. Um, Kids Listen is a grassroots organization that was started by um, the folks who did Tumble, uh, which is a science podcast. Um, Andrew and Polly uh, were, were formative in that. Uh, Stefan Shepard, I believe, who's done a Zoo Global, who's done a ton of like kids, you know, reviews and things like that. Um, and it's basically a collective of folks who are doing podcasts for kids and families. And I really uh, loved I love that. I love them, right? Like, I think they're all great. And, you know, I've talked to a bunch of them for my podcast, like the Past and the Curious and, and Rhea from Little Stories for Tiny People and Andrew and Polly have been on a couple times. And um, it's, you know, it's just folks who before, you know, and the, and the genre is blown up, right? Like the kids and family genre is blown up a ton of like story podcasts and, and things like that. Um, and they were all just like getting together to support each other. And it's a really sweet, nice community right on do you find that uh, that's a, a marketing opportunity for you as well since you're kind of part of that collective then um yeah i think so i think that for others probably more than me um just because of the just the format of my show um i i've i put together a bunch of sweeps um which is i guess just like all of us were doing an episode around a, a similar theme so i put together a couple of those it was like the point person to put those together for, for kids listen. And I think that that was good. You know, like it was a medium article that like shouted out all of our different episodes and, um, you know, and I think that tend to be the, the we, this is a super embarrassing, but the OGs, <laughs> sorry, that's, <laughs> that's terrible, but the OGs, uh, tend to support each other pretty nicely and, and get us, uh, in, in, I think it's been good. I think it's been good. I think that, um, you know, in the, in the, um, interest of transparency and honesty, I think that my format, uh, while it's interesting to you and to me, um, I think that I, I, I just don't know, uh, I don't know if, I don't know, you know, I don't know who, I, I know people listen, right? Like I have the stats that prove that people listen and it's way more than I thought. Uh, would ever listen to it at certain points but it's also like you know some people get like you know 20,000 listens per episode and and I don't you know now I have no I wish your stats to be that robust and hopefully they're that robust and more but there's a certain point in every podcast person's life where like you're just like well this is what it is this is what it is and I do this because I love it and it's fun, and it's not my day job, and I get to talk to amazing and interesting people, and I'm learning something like technically along the way, right? Like whatever software stuff. Um, and it's, uh, yeah. So I think that the marketing piece is really hard if you're not a marketing person and you have no experience with it. It's truly right. hard. Well, your audience could be really, you know, every parent in America who wants to expose their kid to new music or is looking for. Because I always think, when I listen to your show, I always think like, well, this is geared towards parents who are like, I need to find something to do. Oh, here's this person. What are they, what are they about? Where are they from? What do they offer as far as entertainment or content for my kid, my family? And so I see like you have the opportunity to hit like everybody. You, you, the value you, you provide could be applicable to like any parent out there today. Internationally too, because you've talked to quite a few folks internationally, which is totally cool. My content is like, you know, there's 2,000 performers in America who do kids and family material and that's it <laughs> yeah <laughs> almost nobody else is going to care about you. You know, well this is how you make a puppet or this is how you do ventriloquism i mean if you're if you're trying to do ventriloquism you know that's really cool <laughs> this is the spot for you yeah <laughs> but that's about it yeah. so i don't have great expectations for my my user base so to get a little bit more sensitive about uh the 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 background of podcasting or maybe the motivation for podcasting some of your podcasts i know have almost like 
10,000 plays. I mean, if you, there's some of your, some of your episodes have been pretty successful. And this is one of the questions I asked you early on, just out of curiosity. It's like, is there any way that you can monetize this or do you monetize this? If you were a kindy performer in New Hampshire and you came up with a really great idea, do you know of any way that you could actually monetize a podcast? Um, no, <laughs> I wish. Um, Do you have a short answer? I, I, the, I mean, there—it's—it's it's the wild, wild. Someone described it to me as like the wild, wild west, and you—you you just don't know. And and I've talked to a couple of like podcast networks, right? So there's like, uh, I think the ones that people know about are like Gimlet or. Um, Earwolf does a lot of the po- comedy podcasts. Um, Joe Rogan's got a network, something like that. But like those networks um, tend to have advertisers, and you need to be in the like high hundred thousands to millions per episode to um, to get to get the money to monetize. I think the way that um, you know kindy artists can monetize it is if you know, you, you sort of translate that into gigs, right? I think right. it's the, it's like really, it's a, it's a exact sort of facsimile of the, the record model. Like you make a record and then people want to come out and hear it live. And if you have a podcast or a podcast idea and that people know you from that, right. Then they be more, they, they feel like they know you and they're more inclined to come and check you out. So right. I think that's, it's it's sort of it's uh it's the old music musician grind like the way you make money is on tour it's not yeah. the record sales and even more so now um so yeah. i wish that i had like a really easy answer because man would i love nothing more than for my job to be talking to people who are doing amazing things and get paid for it in a way that like i can afford my mortgage that would be amazing but i i wish i had a better answer unfortunately i don't uh, one more quick question about podcasting, and then I want to shift just a little bit to and just take a little bit more of your time. But how often do you drop a podcast then, or, or have you found a successful frequency as far as putting them out there that seems to be enough so that you can continue with your life and also <laughs> kind of maintain a, a fan base and keep interest in what you're doing? Yeah, I think um, I try to do every Tuesday. Uh, some some weeks I'm better at that than others, but I really do try to have that as my schedule. Um, if I'm feeling like I have a lot in the can, like in quotes, and, and I, I feel this like internal struggle about not wanting people to wait. Um, and generally folks are, are very, very patient and are just, and, and are happy to, to be on the show and don't mind that I am just, you know, got a lot going on in terms of job and life and kids and coaching and all these other things that I do. Um, but I feel right. Like my internal self feels like oh I, I really hate making people wait so i find that if i do and there will be stretches where i'll do like two a week um usually that would be a tuesday and a friday and i find that you know people are uh, in the car on tuesdays for sure and then on friday i think that there's some folks that listen when they're like cleaning the house bless your heart if you're listening to my voice when you're doing the dishes <laughs> i love you i love you <laughs> It's uh, it's curious. I I was doing mine every eight days. I'd kind uh-huh. of I because I'd loaded them into the Podbean app, and then they said, "Well, you can just schedule them out." So I scheduled them out for every eight days, and and then I was like, "God, this seems so weird." Because then they're falling on just sort of randomly. So I was like, "Okay, Mondays. I'll just Mondays, ten o'clock in the morning. They're just gonna all drop Monday, ten o'clock." Yeah, and that's, yeah, that's great. Well, we'll see. You know, we'll see how it goes. I have a dozen that are live as of this, and then, like I said, there's you know, another 20 or so in the can. And this one is going to, it's, but, and that's the thing. It, it's going to be like four months before between this conversation and the time that the, that, that actually drops. So mm-hmm. yeah. Kind of, kind of okay. okay. So pivoting a little bit away from podcasting, you are an influencer in the industry. You've talked to hundreds literally of children's musicians. You're a, you're a study in it. I would say you are an influencer. You were part of the Fitz and Camley group, the voting group up until this year, or 2019, when they decided that they're going to kind of discontinue that contest. And uh, did you did you know that this was going to be the last, that that was going to be the last term for the Fitz and Camley? Um, I did not know it was going to be the last term, but I can't say I was surprised. I think that uh, 
you know, uh, if I had, if I had all the time in the world, I would happily say, I'll take that up. I would love to do, to do that. I would love to keep that alive. But I, I just, I think that, uh, you know, life and family happen. Um, Mm -hmm. I didn't know it was going to end. It's a long wave answering is <laughs> a short way of answering your question, which I tried to answer the long way, but I'm just going to stick with the short way. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard in, in as I've um, had conversations with other children's and kids, musicians, I hear really quite often the common theme of, well, CDs are dead. We don't know what's going to happen. Everything is streaming. There's no money in it. We're all struggling to figure out what the next step is. The industry is struggling to figure out what the next step is. You've been doing this for five years, talked to hundreds of people. How how do you feel it's going as far as an industry? Um, I I think that you know this when people are making. I, I love that people are still making CDs. I I think that's great. I think that I haven't personally listened to a CD in a long time. I mean, I've listened to a lot of music, obviously, but like, I haven't put a CD in the CD player in a long time. Um, I, but I do like them. I do collect them. So figure that one out, right? Um, I think that as far as the industry, I think that if you're not making video, you need to start making video. Unfortunately, um, I think if you're not on Instagram, you got to get on Instagram and you got to do those stories, um, and you got to figure out how to make it so that it's not like overwhelming for people that it's just like enough to whet their appetite and keep them coming back, but not so much that they're like, Oh my God, this is like the 50th one today. Um, I think that people are still making really, really good music. And I think that people are still making really, really good music. That means a lot to them. And I think that one thing, one way in which this kids and family side of things is really change for the positive is that people are writing stuff that they want to hear, right? People are writing stuff that is uh, interesting to them and they're not dumbing it down. And I think kids appreciate that. And I know parents appreciate that, right? Like, so t- two examples of that are um, pointed man band. Their latest record is amazing. Like musically is off the charts. Amazing. So good. Um, another example is Francis England. Um, not her last record, but the one before, I listened to all the time. And I know that my kids liked it, but like I really, really enjoyed it. And I think it's taking these, um, it's taking what you, what bends your ear. Like I use this term a lot when I talk to people, um, you know, like something about what you're doing bent my ear. And if you're taking stuff that bends your ear, and that's a good thing, by the way, mm-hmm. um, but it, I think a lot of people are sort of taking that angle a bit more and doing stuff that appeals to them and it's a lot less gcd right if we're being like technical music talk right it's a lot less 145 these days than it's been in the past um and i think that there's a you know a, a real uh, authenticity i think it's 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 trending in the direction of authenticity and um you know I don't know if the days of like the giant kids show is, is, is gone. Right. I do know that like, but I, you know, like Rafi used to play like theaters, arenas, not maybe not arenas. I don't know, but like theaters for sure. And I'm sure he still does actually. But like, I think that, um, the library gig is, uh, equally important, you know, mm-hmm. equally important. I think that there's a, uh, People are really embracing the grassroots side of things. I can record in my house, right? You know, I, I have a studio in my house. And, you know, the, the definition of studio can be like one microphone and a MacBook like me. Or it can probably be more along the lines of what you have, which I envision is like many monitors and many boards and Pro Tools and like things are hanging everywhere. Uh, but uh, I think that uh, I think that to sum up all of what I just said, it's it's really like authenticity. And I think that's where, that's where we have been going and that's where we're at. And that's where I think we'll continue to be. Hmm. That's a wise answer from someone who's seen and heard tons of material next to, uh, Jeffrey Cohen. You're probably the, you, between you and Jeffrey Cohen, Mr. Jeff 2000 are probably the two people in the industry who I can confidently say 
uh, have engaged with this genre on a one-on-one basis. As far as I mean, he was doing you know reviews of of every CD that came in. You've talked to hundreds of people. Uh, there's some people like Sagan Thacker out there, Radioactive Kids, who plays everything that comes into, and you know, there, there's just a few people in this industry who really are open arms, welcoming to all the different type styles and variations of music for f- children, kids, families out there, and uh, your ability to bring those voices in uh, on a one-on-one basis, listen to their backstory, listen to their motivations, highlight the work that they're doing and talk about where they are and where they're going. Um, I'm totally appreciative of. I'm, I appreciate that as a parent who likes to expose my kids to music and also as a children's musician who wants to you know, market my stuff because I use your podcast as a way to market me if I'm on it and also a way just to keep tabs on what's new and what's, what's going on and, and kind of what it's trending. So and that's the quintessential part of being an influencer, I think, and that's why I tag you as as one of the one of the stronger voices in the industry today. Oh, thank you! Wow. Even if you don't say anything, you have a strong voice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah! Love listening to myself talk, man. There, there's nothing more painful than listening to myself talk. <laughs> do you edit yourself out of the podcasts? Because I do. Uh, I know I, when I when I go to edit them down, I'm like I'm like, oh, I'm talking again. Cut! 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 Yeah. Um, yeah, sometimes <laughs> I'll be honest. I mean, ideally, you know, I mentioned song Exploder. One of the things that I think is amazing about what they do is the interviewer is totally edited out. It's just the, the musician talking the whole time. I've had to do that a few times because of technical issues, just edit myself out. I'm like, Oh, it's kind of nice not having to listen to myself, but that takes away the, like, again, like the authenticity of it because it is a conversation. And like, I say dumb stuff and I'll just leave it right in there. You know, and I'll own it. I'll be like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever said. Here we go. <laughs> well, I think that everybody should keep listening to you just to see if they can identify those. those <laughs> oh, I'll name it. I will name the, it. The Dumb Stuff Kids podcast. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Mike, thank you. Thank you so much for joining today. And uh, totally. first off, thank you personally for helping me get my podcast started and going and, and, just from a technical standpoint, getting it getting it launched and everything was it, your help as a resource was absolutely fantastic. Thanks for what you do for the genre, and thanks for coming on today and and helping us understand a little bit more about uh, what it takes to be podcasting. If in the future uh, we have an opportunity to to do this again, there's other questions about podcasting uh, specifically uh, that I might want to I might want to bug you about. So I might have to have you back on in a year or two to see what's going on. As the kids say, I'm down. You're so groovy. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it's been really amazing talking to you, and you know, you. I find that like when I talk, sorry, here's my last little sermon on the mount. But like, I find that uh, people come on and they're like, "Wow, like talking about this stuff really helps to clarify it." And you know, I've never put it to words, and there's definitely a couple moments of that for me um, while we were while we were talking here. So I appreciated the opportunity. I appreciate you thinking of me and. And all of the nice stuff that you said about me is really, that was really nice. And it's nice, you know, here's another thing for, to, for your friendly podcaster that you listen to, let them know that you listen to them and that, that they're doing something like it or not. Um, it, 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 it does go a long way. So Cowboy Andy, love what you do. Love the podcast. Love the music. Love everything about it. Thank you for having me. Did I gush too much? Well, so what? I like the guy. I like what he does. I really appreciate what he does as a musician and performer because he offers features. He offers an opportunity to get in to give a 15 or 20 minute conversation about what you do, where you came from, where you're going. And you, as an artist, have a chance to talk to him about that, share that with your fans and the rest of the folks out there and families who are looking for new music. And on the other side, you get a chance to listen to what other people are doing, kind of like this podcast. You can check out where they came from and and their influences and what's important to them. Just a little deeper cut on a lot of the music that we swim in. Do we swim in music? Well, I swim in music. Look at me go. I'm doing the backstroke in this thing right now. (laughs) Yeah, about to start drowning. Okay, that's it for Barn Banter. I had a lovely time. Thanks again, Mike. 
And uh, if you want to, why don't you go ahead and look them up? Good Stuff Kids Podcast. Send him a note. Maybe you invite yourself on and see if uh, you can fill up his roster for the next four or five years with some new and interesting material. If you like this podcast and you want to be on this podcast, go over to uh, cowboyandy.com. You can uh, send me a note there. We can hook up and figure it out. You can buy me a cup of coffee. If I missed you at Kindicom this year, I'm assuming that I went because this is airing after the fact. Well, then maybe I'll see you there in two years. And uh, until then, be well and keep on listening. Like playing games We all like to be hugged and loved Tucked in our beds at night